Welcome to the latest podcast in the Workplace series from the People Mentor, Nicola Richardson. Hi, welcome to the latest podcast from Nicola at the People Mentor. Today we're interviewing Helen Sparks, whose business is for Sales Pillar. Welcome, Helen. Hello, Nicola. Lovely, lovely to chat to you. Yeah, I've been wanting to meet you for ages. And we keep having <laughs> clashes and things, don't we? And people not turning up, but we won't say who. Um, so this is great. So um, I want to know a bit about your business first. What is it and how long has it been going? Well, I've been in sales for over 20 years. Mm. I often tell people I don't look that old. <laughs> or, or I've had a hard paper round, <laughs> whichever <laughs> comes first. Or easy paper round, rather, whichever yeah. comes first. I help coaches and consultants find new clients mm. by getting a consistent flow of leads in every month. Mm-hmm. And I do that do that by showing them how to set up a really simple effective funnel that works most Mm -hmm. importantly but is also really fun to implement Mm -hmm. and I do this um, within a four pillar process as my business is called so Ah. the four pillar process is mindset Mm -hmm. strategy funnels and profit Mm. and what essentially that means is is that I go in and I get rid of all of the blocks people have around selling Mm -hmm. you know that icky feeling yeah people say oh I'm not a salesperson I can't sell for Mm. toffee and it's just not for me and you know I feel like a double glazing salesman when I ask for money that kind of thing so I get rid of all of those blocks Mm -hmm. and then I show them how to connect with their ideal client get their message absolutely clear and really how to then get those people aware of what they do how they do it and get those people on board and turn them into into clients I think that's when I first spotted you I think it was the icky bit about sales mm-hmm. um and I read read your posts and I thought oh that just makes sense total yeah. sense yeah. so it's amazing um what suddenly hits you and I think I think you're right it's that thing from our earlier conversation about being there at the right time for somebody don't you it is and you know it- We sell every day without even thinking about it. Mm. You know, some nights, you know, I will sort of come in from being on site with a client and, you know, I don't want to cook. And I will say to to my husband, it's like, oh, do you know what I've been thinking about all day is crispy duck pancakes. Mm. You're making my mouth water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if we could just settle down in front of the TV with a bottle of wine and and a Chinese, Mm -hmm. that is selling. Mm. That is selling the benefits of a Chinese. You Mm. are tired. You have had a long day. You don't want to cook. You want to have something that 
is easy and mm. you want to be able to relax and mm. you want to spend time with you know the people you love even yourself just to have you know that quiet time so mm. it's all about that outcome Mm. And that's what people buy on. People buy outcome mm. and they buy on transformation. Mm -hmm. So it might seem quite funny calling a Chinese a transformation, <laughs> but it is. You're transforming your evening into something that's really quiet and relaxing and fun and we all want a bit of fun don't we oh definitely definitely <laughs> so and then that's one of the things that comes across from you is that you, you're very much into fun and it's it's in a nice kind way though which is <laughs> to me that's really kindness is really important so. oh, it, it well it's very very important to me and it's a fundamental principle of mm. my business is to change the way that people think about selling and think about, um, you know, putting their services in front of people in a way that feels really good, both for them and the person that they're speaking to. Mm. A long time ago, when I first started my selling journey, I came out of university, had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm. And I saw this beautiful pair of red boots in in the shop window mm -hmm. and these boots were expensive they were 500 pounds mm. I went back to my grandmother and I said I've seen these beautiful pair of boots <laughs> and she gave me that look that said don't even think about asking for the money mm. <laughs> I thought well how do I buy these boots so I thought well okay I'll get a job I saw this advert for this engineering company and they wanted a telesalesperson. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how hard can it be to sell stuff? Mm. So I went in and to this day, I have no idea how I got that job because <laughs> it was pure blagging on, on, on my part <laughs> with a considerable amount of charm mm. and sheer determination that I was going to have this job no matter what. Now, this was a place of 35 engineers and me. Okay, mm -hmm. so no other women in, in the office. It was just me and these 35 engineers that had done things in a certain way for for a very, very long time. So I was new and the a, a whole new experience for them and a new way of doing things and a way of getting business in the door. Mm -hmm. So the MD sat me in the middle of the office and I had various people going around me all day and I happened to throw a mug of coffee over the the um the co-owner that morning mm -hmm. because of nerves and couldn't get my words out in the in the right order and he gave me this list of people to call and I had no idea what to do or where to start. Mm. So after rearranging my stapler and my phone for what <laughs> seemed like hours, he politely came over to me and said, when are you going to start calling? Because, <laughs> you know, time is getting on. 
I was so nervous, Nicola, that <laughs> all of this anxiety and um, anxiousness, well, same anxiety, nervousness, whatever you want to call it. Yeah picked up the receiver and before I could actually get out this is Helen from this nausea was just bubbling up my stomach all into the back of my throat and I could feel it coming up and I dropped the phone and ran into the corridor and I'm ashamed to say I threw up in the corridor <laughs> All you over can't the make wall, it up, could you? All over the wall, all over the commemorative oh, plaque. No. And I was horrified. I bet you were mortified. Absolutely horrified. And I kind of, you know, cleaned myself up and cleaned everything up as best I could, slunk back into the office to get my bag and leave. Mm. And the MD caught me and said, come into my office. And I thought at that moment I would actually be sacked because yeah. – what <laughs> who wants a telesales <laughs> advisor who can't actually talk on the phone yeah sat me down and I will never ever forget his words of wisdom he said to me selling is just a conversation that's all it is I will teach you how to sell I have faith in you and mm. I said, I can't, I can't do this. He said, if you don't come back to this office at half past eight tomorrow morning, mm. I will come and get you. Ah, oh, isn't that lovely? So he changed my whole perception of, of MDs, of office work, of telesales, of how sales could be. Mm. And he gave me that foundation. Mm. So that is what I do with my clients. I give them that foundation of certainty that it's just a conversation. You know, some people will buy from you. Some mm -hmm. people won't. And that is absolutely okay because the people that buy from you are your soul aligned clients. Mm -hmm. They want you. They are your raving fans. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. <laughs> what a lovely MD. He was amazing. Um, we, we kept in touch long after I left the business and he, he, was, he was like a surrogate dad to me. He was mm. absolutely amazing. And it could have turned out so different, mm. but that's what gave me the foundation. And of course, I got the boots as well because I brought, <laughs> them, in so, <laughs> I brought them in so much business. He actually paid half of them for me. Oh, wow. That was all right Cause I, then. Because I told him that was the reason why I wanted the job. Ah. Oh, what a lovely story. I love that. <laughs> That's lovely to hear. Thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. So, so I noticed that you do copywriting, one-to-ones and corporate training. Um, and I wondered which is your favorite element or is it something else that I haven't said? <laughs> <laughs> Apart from cake, yeah. <laughs> which has nothing to do with business. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, copywriting is selling in written format. So mm. I really love working with clients and getting their message really clear. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing to see someone go from zero sales to selling out their online program or event. Mm -hmm. I do love writing very much and I often work into the wee small hours on a project. Mm. So I think 
essentially I all I I love them all the same they just bring me different things because one-to-ones are very special because you get to work closely with someone in their business you get to the nitty-gritty of things at a deeper level both personally Mm. and professionally and you really get to understand how the blocks have come about and how to get that mindset shift Mm -hmm. because it's all about mindset Mm. mindset is 90% of what you can do Mm. because if you believe you can do something you absolutely will I think that's a famous quote isn't it you either believe you can or you can't (laughs) I think you're right to that effect yeah something like that anyway (laughs) so yeah corporate training is so much fun but again completely different because Mm. I help companies who want to develop their sales teams and I worked with a client a a few weeks ago and I went in and you know they they weren't performing very well sales were low and the the MD was actually going to get rid of the whole sales department because he was operating at such a loss mm-hmm. and it was a simple thing and I know you can relate to this so much with what you do and the transformation that you bring to teams mm. is that mo- if the motivation isn't there mm. and the systems and the strategy isn't there then the teams are, are, are just bound to fail anyway Mm. and these teams just did not feel heard at all they didn't feel they didn't felt as if they were listened to the targets were unrealistic Mm. every time they raised something that could change they felt as if they weren't listened to Mm. and they'd been doing the same things over and over again again for sort of 20 years or so But at the end of this, it was incredible because the team transformed within a week or so. They started bringing in, you know, more and more sales because they felt part of the business and they felt Mm. really motivated and um, believed in what they could do again. Yeah, do you know that makes total sense? Um, It's amazing, isn't it? Because I've worked with a team recently where they felt they didn't have a a real sense of what what the business was about, what they were, what their role was in the business. And as a result, they were really half-hearted about what they were doing. They weren't bothered. Yeah. So it does. And as you know, happy teams make more money yeah exactly they do (laughs) and it was it was really funny I I know that everybody has different ways to to break the ice but they were so so wary of me when I came in Mm. and it's like oh it's just another consultant with you know harebrained ideas and (laughs) they don't care about us so I got a toilet roll out of my bag and I put it on the table and I said to them, oh, it's okay, that's for your tears later. <laughs> and they looked at me in absolute horror, which is well, they should. And I said to them, I'm joking. 
what I would like you to do is take as much toilet paper as you would normally use. So most people would take sort of like, you know, three or four sheets. Yeah. And um, we all, it created a buzz because they thought, what on earth is this woman going to be doing with <laughs> us now? So there was about 10 of them. So each sort of like took off a section of the toilet roll. And I said, now tell me three or four facts about yourself and why you are here. Mm-hmm. So that was a great icebreaker. Yeah. And how I could then work out where the divisions were in the team. And one of the key divisions were a mother and a daughter. Oh, and the mother was constantly telling the daughter what to do and yeah. say where the daughter had these really innovative ideas mm. and she was just such a little firecracker <laughs> and when her mum was out of the room I mean her mum was lovely as well but when her mum was out of the room she kind of came alive so that was so so interesting yeah and and that and that's kind of goes because they were still in that parent the mother was in the parent role oh fascinating I like the story there that's a great one so where do you think business owners fall down in their business when they're trying to get customers they don't do enough lead generation and they Mm -hmm. don't do it consistently Mm -hmm. I think you're probably right there (laughs) as I as I think about myself yeah so what often happens is, is that people think, okay, I can't get any clients. So they're afraid to pick up the phone. They don't follow up with people who have inquired about their services mm-hmm. and they don't know how to ask for the sale. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a lot there. So I'll, I'll unpick it. So let's start with lead generation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as I've said, the act of selling is simply a conversation. So you're helping them and you're coming from a place of service, not manipulation. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to do that lead generation from that place of value and service. So what I always say to people is you should be contacting people in a various ways. So social media, direct mail, uh, telephone calls, however you feel comfortable, you should be contacting at least 10 people a day mm-hmm. or getting people to come to you say via a lead magnet mm-hmm. every single day so do that lead generation every single day mm-hmm. because if you have a big enough funnel the ones who don't buy straight away from you won't be an issue mm-hmm. so you have this 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 huge funnel of people who are aware who are aware of you and then it's then having a goal with what you're going to do with them okay Mm -hmm. so say for instance you are launching an online program and you want to get people onto your online program so you then get people to download your lead magnet. So they download your lead magnet and you say, do you want to be part of my uh, newsletter a week? Mm -hmm. Do you want to keep in touch? Some will say yes. Mm. Then you can say to others, 
would you like a telephone call? Just depending on, you know, how that relationship has grown and evolved. Yeah. Some people will jump at the chance of having a phone call with you. Mm-hmm. But it's all about nurturing. It's all about looking at that buyer's cycle. Mm-hmm. So it's raising the awareness. It's having that goal of what you're going to do with them how you're going to do it and then getting those clients on board which Mm. is the fourth pillar which is essentially the profit Mm. yeah yeah that makes all sense thank you for that that's really useful I'm sure people listening will find that helpful so Sorry. sorry go on no, I was just going to say, whatever you do, do it with consistency and on purpose, because the prospective clients that you're connecting with are real human beings. They have real desires and real problems. Yeah. So they're just like you. So the more you can put yourself in their shoes, the better. Yeah. And funnily enough, you sort of say consistency. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I interviewed John Lamerton and it went live this week. Um, So um, he was very interested and he talked about routines, which is a similar theme really, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, Go on. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I've got his book yet to read. I don't know if you've, have you heard of John Lamerton before? I have, but I haven't got his book. Ah, well, there you go. I'll let you know whether it's worth reading. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is because he had he was lovely on on the podcast. So, uh, better, better be careful what I say here, hadn't I? But no, he was lovely. He was lovely. So, okay. So, what's the biggest challenge you face since being in business? Um. I, the challenge I faced right at the beginning was people not paying on time or mm-hmm. not at all. But mm. I have changed that totally now because I now get paid up front mm-hmm. or at least 50% of the project up front. Mm. Sounds sensible solution, I think. So, and I, I know that this is an issue for a lot of businesses, isn't it? It is. And sometimes people are afraid of contacting those who owe them money, you know, so it's really good to have a system in place of what you're going to do if that client is late paying you I mean you know some we're all you know we're all in business we all know that sometimes cash flow isn't what it could be Mm. and if we are open and honest and if we contact a client and that client says look I'm sorry I know I'm late Mm. can I pay you in two weeks time I'm expecting another client to pay me that is absolutely fine because you have that parameter it's different from say a corporate who has a 30-day invoice period that stretches to 90 days yes definitely definitely <laughs> there's there's a major difference there yeah i could use some bad language but i won't yeah <laughs> so, so i totally get that one yeah and that's about being understanding and bringing out your kind sign when it's it is, a small yeah. business who's struggling Yeah. And if people are honest, you know, I mean, it it happens to me sometimes now when people say, you know, look, um, I'm sorry, I'll pay in a couple of days time. And that's absolutely okay. Usually when, you know, it's the other half of the project, Mm. but it doesn't happen very much anymore I have to say because they've usually got so many clients in and such a great funnel that unless it's a huge corporate client which has happened um, it's not usually a case Mm, yeah 
yeah that's interesting anyway and that's another tip actually because uh we we fail to think about if we don't get paid so that's a really good one to plan out and work out what you're gonna do so thank you for that helen oh it's my pleasure what would your number one piece of advice for people who wanted to start their own business be well firstly look at what your message is so understand exactly what you're doing for your prospective clients mm -hmm. and understand your message and who you're selling to and why they will actually buy from you mm -hmm. yeah. so be very very clear in what you're doing and why people would want your services Mm. And I, I think they, I think sometimes, don't you think you almost go into justification mode and go over the top and then actually miss out the key bit at the end, as you pointed out to me earlier? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, people buy, as I said, on value and they buy on outcome. So when they understand the transformation and the outcome that you'll bring, mm. that's what's actually going to make them buy from you. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's that's a great another piece of advice for anybody who's in business even now and have not just starting up. So, yeah, thank you for that. Because um, often it keeps it keep it as simple as possible. So think of if you can explain what you do to someone who is five years old and they yeah. understand what you can do, you can sell your services. So if you've got any five year old nieces, nephews or daughters sit them in front of you and say this is what I do if they understand it then you can start selling to a client do you know what that's a really good one I'm going to make a confession <laughs> here now when I first started and I tried to explain to my youngest daughter she looked at me out and said I just don't get it mum and I'm not interested oh, <laughs> thanks <laughs> and I hope she's listening <laughs> so there you go um so uh, presumably you've had previous managers in your life in your career mm -hmm. have you got anything that you learned from them that was good or bad either way that you, you know you've taken with you since I think um one of the the key pieces of of advice that I had was a course from my manager who helped me in the very very start of my career and all of the advice that he gave me that set me up through what I'm doing now I also learned a tremendous amount from the managers from subsequent businesses that I was involved in as directors and business development directors mm -hmm. and it was actually something that you touched on earlier is be kind mm. whatever happens just be kind you don't have to be ruthless you don't have to hustle you don't have to you know grind you don't have to be abrasive you can be kind you can still be forceful and get your point across and that person who buys from you will stay with you far longer than you manipulating someone into a sale exactly and it's so true isn't it so yeah really good point i like that if you were to start your business again from scratch, would you do anything differently? I would probably do it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many years has it been going, Helen? Um, well, I've 
Oh gosh, um, in various guises, uh, I did my telemarketing business for seven years and then moved into training. So just over 10 years mm. now, I would say. Mm. Uh, but as I said, I've been in sales for, for a very long time. Mm. Yeah, I would probably start sooner because when I, I started my business because of redundancy, Mm -hmm. and um it, things didn't quite work out with with um the the job that I was in and I'd gone networking and a lot of people have said to me you should really do this for yourself you know you're really good at it mm. and you know you toy with the idea and then you kind of just carry on as normal and I got made redundant and I booked a holiday and I had a holiday that was just amazing and I went on holiday and I came back and I had 20 pounds in the bank that's mm. all I had was 20 pounds left it was a very good holiday um I won't go into much detail but it was a very good holiday so 20 pounds <laughs> in the bank and I thought okay you need to do something quite quickly you have rent you have bills and you've been a bit irresponsible <laughs> I like that word <laughs> We all need to be like that. We all need to be like that now and then, though, don't we? So we do, we do. So that was a caveat for anyone listening who has twenty pounds in their bank and decides to go on holiday. Yeah. Um, so I decided then to get on the phone and contacted all of the people that I had met and who had some degree of services that they needed selling. And within four days, I had two k in the bank. Oh, wow. Well done, so, you. There is nothing, to all those people listening, there is nothing that you cannot do that will change your situation at this moment. If your bank account is looking very lean, you can change that, I promise you. All you need is a mindset, a mindset shift yep. and a clear idea of what you can do and how you're going to do it because I promise you you can mm, that's that's really inspirational actually I really like that so thank you for that so that actually takes me on to who or what is your inspiration Oh, I have, I have so many people who have touched my life and inspire me. Um, my husband, um, who I recently got married, mm. um, my husband inspires me every single day because he pushes me to always do more and be more and achieve more mm -hmm. of my full potential. And the other people who inspire me are probably the coaches that I've done commission only selling for in the past, mm -hmm. who have always inspired me with their drive, their relentless pursuit in helping people and the way they've done it. Hmm. Mm, that's lovely and by the way congratulations on getting married oh, <laughs> and, and I'm still very envious of your Orient Express Orient, yeah, that's oh, right, yes I went on honeymoon on the Orient Express yeah just the most incredible experience mm. it was it was just magical I've said to Helen she needs to um, talk, write about it because it sounds wonderful what <laughs> I she will. went through. So. I will, Nicola, I will. Right. You all heard that. Let's <laughs> hold her to it. So, okay. So 
We're on the last question. What's the biggest tip you would share with other business owners for them to take away from this podcast? I think I've touched on this already, but I, it, it, it deserves repeating. Do lead generation every single day. Mm. watch your mindset and and the mind monkeys mm. believe in yourself understand who you are selling to what your message is and why they will buy from you I think that's a lovely summing up <laughs> thank you Helen it's been a oh, pleasure. My pleasure thank you so much for the invitation I've absolutely loved love talking to you no it's been lovely I've learned a lot more about you I've learned a lot more about your business, which is brilliant. And the tips that you've given are so, so helpful. Oh, thank you. Well, that's it for today. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everyone. This is the People Mentor signing off until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you need any help or advice, please contact Nicola on Nicola Richardson at thepeoplementor.co.uk The People Mentor, driving your business forward.